0: Marshall media montage episode forty uh coming at you it's it's about damn time that I did something like this with a buddy of mine uh, eric Savadria. i mean i've I've known him for pff, probably twenty years now and uh I kind of fell off the uh fell off the grid there and I found him and uh we just kind of started talking and I was like I had no idea you were a big dork just like me and we uh <laughs> essentially just started talking video games and this is what led us to this particular episode so here it is sit back and enjoy and uh my buddy Eric and I, we talk uh, our RPG top favorites and, you know, go off on a little bit of tangents. And here it is. So let's go. Right on. Uh, <clears throat> Marshall Media Montage Episode 40 with my buddy Eric Sarveja. I haven't talked to you in I don't know how long from uh, I, shit. I mean, I think even before maybe Canyon High School, did you go to Sierra Vista with me, too? I don't remember. I did.
1: Yeah, I think we went to <clears throat> junior high and uh, had a few classes together. It was awesome.
0: And now I feel like an asshole because I forget. Well, that's the weed talking. Wait,
1: weren't you in band with me or no?
0: Some fucking A. Yeah, I was in band. I played oboe. Yeah. Shit, don't tell me. Uh, uh, what did you play? God damn it. I don't remember. It was trumpet. I was trumpet. I Dude, it was on my tongue. I should have just fucking said it. Even if I was wrong, I would have been like, dude, he played the skin flute. And you're like, yep, that's exactly what I played.
2: hmm
0: <laughs> I played a mean skin flute. <laughs> the best. The <laughs> best. <laughs> well, that's why your wife likes you, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, he's good at blowing the trumpet and playing the skimmer. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Fucked up Double shit's thread. always funny. Oh, man. I had no idea you were such, like, a nerd in regards to, like, gaming. I mean, I feel like... I mean, I know you and I, we, uh, we probably had, like, different cliques, but I remember, like, vaguely joking around here and there in high school and whatnot. But, I mean, I don't feel like you and I really ever discuss music or movie taste or skateboarding or surfing or whatever the case may be
1: well i mean growing up you know we were in band and like i always got made fun of like i always felt like an oddball out um and then after high school i just really gained my confidence and i was like i don't give a shit if people think i'm weird and i like fuck em. you know yeah and so now it's it's kind of weird how like the counterculture I was in is in now. So it's, you know, comics dude, and movies I
2: know. And games. I know. It's, and it's I, so I,
1: weird dude, being yeah. in that, because I'm like, I feel like that shitty hipster, like, I was into this before, it was cool. Uh, no, no, then, no, no, no,
0: no, I, I get... Go go ahead, go ahead, you first, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just thinking, like I'm like, part of me wants to be like, I was in this shit before you were, but then I realize I'm like, that's the kind of shit that turned me off to other things, is people gatekeeping. And so now I'm very welcoming into a lot of... Things like I do board gaming and I collect, uh, vinyl music of video game soundtracks and it's just, there's a whole bunch of things that I'm really into and I try to get as many people into that hobbies as well because I wasn't welcomed into the hobbies I was interested in when I was a kid.
0: Dude, no, you're, you're not alone because, yeah, I, uh especially, you know, joining, I'm, I'm not trying to fucking, you know, sell the fucking government to you, but I mean, like I, uh, when I joined, you know, I was 23, 24. I was like, look, I'm going to college. I got two or three jobs. I don't know what the fuck I want to do. So I joined and, uh, you know, it's been a blessing and a curse all in one. And, uh, um, you know, in regards to being that particular gatekeeper or boomers as the fucking kids call me, because I, I've always like You know, I'm like, hey, have you guys seen 1978's, you know, Halloween, you know, with uh, (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, come on. I'm like, it's a classic. (laughs) It's true, though, like, because you talk to these kids, even, like, just the way that we uh, linguistically just like to joke. For instance, I'm in this building, you know, and I joke with these kids whenever they pull out their phone. I'm just fucking around with them. You know, they're, like, 1921, I'm 34, and they're Mm -hmm. all like... You know, into their social media crap or whatever. And I was like, hey, are you texting my mom? How's she doing? Tell, tell her I said, hey. You know, and they look at me like I'm fucking retarded. I'm like, come on, that's funny. You know, and then they, they literally look at me like I'm a fucking retard. And I was like, fuck you. I was like, that's fucking funny. But
1: I, just, anyway, I think it's different humor for it is. a different generation. It
0: is, man. You know, and I know you're, I would like to think that you're secretly laughing. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, just the whole aspect of music, movies, toys, everything. It's not the same. Like, as of late... I've been collecting VHS and then I picked up uh two uh seventeen is it seven yeah, I think I'd say 17 inch. Uh I picked up Venom and Carnage uh figurines from 2017 for like, I don't know, $3 each at Goodwill. I'm really not a big yeah. comic book guy. I'm really not, unless it's like Spawn or Ninja Turtles, but yeah, I know what you mean though. I felt like growing up, like I'm sure you remember me, like, yeah, being a punker and I surfed and I've always liked these dorky things, but it, the fact is that it's just so readily available in your face now that it's a common thing with people i'm like i feel like a gatekeeper i'm like no it was cool when i thought it was cool you know and everyone's like no now you're a hipster i'm like no i'm just me shut up yeah
2: exactly
0: I, I, right. I don't i don't like the label but then again i'm one to speak because when i feel like <laughs> you know holding certain music genres near and dear to me people are like oh it's this genre i'm like no it's this genre shut up but i don't know it's just me And anyway. yeah it's uh Definitely, definitely, like, uh, just seeing, uh, like, how
2: we talk shit about older people, and then oh, we yeah. talk shit about younger people, and then they're talking shit about us, and everybody just hates each other. Oh, absolutely. But it's, like, but it's always getting better, I feel
1: like. Like, like I know that the people, generation are coming up after us are going to do so much better for everyone else than the generation before us, and I feel like the millennials are always the guinea pigs where we get shit on all the
0: time, and we got nothing good out of it, and then everything good happens after us. So you think you think the kids that are coming up, you know, below us are going to be better than us? You think so? I don't know, dude. Eventually, They're, their work ethic about, is trash.
1: Yeah, but you have to you have to think of like, how was your work ethic when you were eighteen or nineteen years old? Probably not the best. Okay. Now
0: you're, uh, okay. now you're
1: okay. Now you're fifteen years later. You look at them and you're like, all right, you know, like I know that I had a shitty attitude all the time. Oh yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Okay. I could do I could do any job that someone gave me, but I had the shittiest attitude about it. Now. I know when to keep my mouth shut, and I know when to put my nose to the grindstone, and all that stuff. And that just comes time with time, rather.
0: I never looked at it, I suppose, on the other uh, opposite side of the coin. But, uh, dude, where do you get your weed?
1: I actually do not smoke
0: weed. <laughs> no, you're good. I, uh, yeah, no, you're good. I obviously don't either, dude. I haven't done it in, like, ten years. But uh, No, I'm just busting your balls. Uh, no, I mean, I... And I think I'm sure you've probably heard the phrase before too. We're going to get to video games, motherfuckers, my audience. We're gonna, I just I haven't talked to Eric. I it's probably been I'm thinking ten plus years, probably. I
1: was just going to say it's probably yeah. a
0: decade. It's yeah, you know, and uh, for real, if not probably longer. And uh, well, I kind of fell off, dude. When I got married, I kind of isolated myself from a lot of people, a lot of things that I used to do. I was like, no more social media because I I still feel like a lot of aspect in regards to social media. I feel like it's the downfall of society because I most I feel like most people just focus on instant gratification and just want that release of dopamine and therefore they just look at their phone with facebook ig whatever the case may be and they don't really socialize and want to develop just human behavior that's why i was always like nope it's the devil i'm not going to do it uh you know and then i was like well you know maybe i want to reach out to some people so and i feel like that's probably the best way to do it and clearly that's how i found you but uh i'm going off on a tangent i forgot my point i'm getting old shit um (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a point, damn it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. Yes, uh, (laughs) we're going to get there. But, uh, no, I I think – I suppose you're right. I think the phrase what I was boiling down to in me was, uh, you know, you are your parents' kids in regards to – I feel like that we are the older crew now. I look at these kids and I'm like, damn kids and they're damn – TikTok and Justin Bieber and not paying attention to news and you know but it's true though because I'm sure that our parents did the same thing to us you know and now we're just reciprocating the whole historical aspect of it and it just you know and then I get mad at myself and I'm like fuck I'm getting old you know (laughs) like but uh I, I think I think it's because I care too much that And in the grand scheme of things, you and I both know, it's really not not that important that these kids don't know what NES is, they don't know what Street Sharks is, or whatever the case may be, but it's important to me, because I want to convey the same love that I had for it, for them to experience. I think for,
1: it's just showing the passion of what you loved, and I think that is the most important thing to convey, is that, you know, there's some kids now that have a passion for, like... I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of kids that grew up maybe like five or six years ago and they would watch YouTube videos of unboxings. Yeah. And yeah, and so like <clears throat> now it's become this trend where like now that we're all adults with money and disposable income, like now I see yeah. you know, yeah. people our age doing YouTube videos of Pokemon cards. Yeah. And that was our thing growing up. And I just oh, yeah. feel like just kind of showing your passion um, whereas the subject matter may change over generations, just having the passion and, and going for that activity and do be in that creative space i think that's important is to keep doing that and kind of you know pass that on generation to generation even though the content of it and subject matter is different than what we had
0: we need to maintain contact i like this uh kind of a little vibe we got going on man i don't know what the hell happened i just fell off from the world but uh i'm alive still relatively <laughs> relatively
1: uh, yeah i think we all are
0: um No, I mean, a lot of my stuff is in storage in the event that she's gone. I I already deleted the whole, what you guys were talking about. I I got rid of that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, yeah, anyway. I'm not trying to fucking spread my business. But, uh, no, I mean, uh, all of my stuff's in storage. Like I said, I I picked up a couple figurines. I picked up the entire set of the uh, new Mario Brothers movie, uh, McDonald's toys that are coming out, because I thought they were kind of (laughs) cool.
1: Yeah, that Mario movie is uh, a little interesting. I don't know how
0: I feel about that one. I don't know about you. Like, I, I personally... I. I love good movies, and I've always loved bad movies. Like, I have the original Mario Brothers on DVD. I love it, even though it's oh, terrible. Oh, God,
1: that one is so bad, and it's glorious. Thank
0: you, though. Like, okay, do you like bad movies, though, too? Like, you know, Garbage Pail Kids or, like, Mac and Me, you know, that type of it, shit?
1: It depends. Like, it, it has to be a movie that I can, like, kind of like Mystery Theater 3000. Oh, yes. Okay,
0: all right, we're it has, friends. It has all to right. be
1: like that where I can, I can, like, joke at it and, like, talk about it. But, like, if, yeah. it's, a, if it's a bad movie and it's meant to be, like... Oh, this is this is a cinematic, you know, cornerstone of what I'm like. <laughs> no, this shit sucks. Like, you know, what people movie uh, movie people really love and I think is a shit is the the Batman movie with um, Jack Nicholson.
0: Oh no! Oh, those are fighting words. I love those. The Tim Burton ones. <laughs> I
1: no 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 no. That's those are different Batmans. I'm talking about the original Batman where Jack Nicholson is the Joker.
0: Oh no! You're talking about uh, Caesar Milan from like the Adam West TV series or what?
1: No, no, there is... Hold oh, on, let me pull it up here. You're
0: talking about the 1988 fucking Tim Burton movie? That,
1: they, those were in the 90s,
0: not the not the 80s. No, wait. Well, there's... Yeah, so okay. There's, right now, hang uh, on, I am a huge movie buff. There's 1988s with Michael Keaton, Tim Burton directed, Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo did the soundtrack, and then there's the uh, 1989, 1990 uh, Batman Returns, you know, with uh, Danny DeVito as uh, the Penguin, which arguably, to me, is the Penguin. I don't see anybody else playing Oswald Cobblepot, but...
1: Is it 89 with Michael
0: Keaton then? Dude, you're talking a fucking Mr. Movie Encyclopedia here, bro. I have
1: I, I yes, probably this I've, is the this is the one. I probably I do not have, like this Batman, but this is not Tim Burton. Oh, it is Tim Burton? Oh shit.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, man. Because I like the
1: other ones. I like I like the one Batman and Robin. I like yeah, yeah, George uh, Clooney. Like that one's great. Batman um, like Forever, Forever with Forever. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Those ones with Batman Returns. Oh, those ones I love, but that first Batman I cannot stand.
0: Well, Batman Returns is also Tim Burton, though, dude, with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's great.
0: The game is really good, too.
1: That is the only one I don't like Yeah, 1989 Batman.
0: Really? The game on Game Boy is actually really good. I can speedrun that in about 28 minutes.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Like, literally every other Batman IP you can think of, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, Special notation to batman beyond
0: love that one dude i remember going to uh fucking you know six flags around the corner from where you and i grew up and uh you know sometimes they would hand out free uh comics and i remember i would get a bunch of batman beyond ones
1: yeah there's uh that one is probably one of my favorite uh ones that you can watch because that series was just such a great follow-up to the animated series
0: Okay, so clearly in my mind, we're gonna have to do more episodes, whether it be uh, anime or cartoons or toys. Ah, oh, god, dude, we just become best friends. You wanted to go do karate in the garage.
1: Yeah, you like guacamole.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like guacamole. Qu- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023 it's okay i'm just kidding <laughs> nobody
1: you can do whatever you want doesn't matter
0: <laughs> yeah i mean uh, that's so fucking weird that like you know you look at voting ballots and they're like are you straight gay it doesn't matter whether you're a fucking alligator from saturn like nobody cares anymore you're like what the hell like you mean
2: that's not voting
0: no i'm I'm just i'm just talking like it, oh I was, it, like, <laughs> I was like
2: this is new to me <laughs> you're
0: like i'm gonna be a fucking alligator next time screw it like <laughs> but it just it just feels that way it's just so obscure now when it comes to just you know, even, like, setting up emails for certain websites, they're like, it's okay we don't." if you don't know what you are. And I'm like, the last time I checked, there's male and female, but that's just me. Yeah, <sighs> yeah it's just you. And that's fine. I mean, and I'm not trying to make this a political show or whatever. I mean, I, I talk about whatever. I was like, whoever watches listens. I was like, I got, I don't know, 20 to 30 steady listeners. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll just fart and burp, and I don't give a shit. I was like, just be yourself. Like, if people don't like who you are for what you are, then whatever. But that's just me. Um, I, I'm totally willing and able to accept anything and everything. It doesn't necessarily mean I have to tolerate it. You know what I mean? I, that goes for anybody, really. But, okay, now I sound like a fucking hater. I'm a liberal. I uh, I used to smoke pot. Uh, I'm incredibly open. I don't do guns. I used to be vegetarian for five and a half years. I was also sober for five and a half years. So, I mean, I, anyway. I'm, just, I'm, like, defending my case. It doesn't, whatever. <laughs> Your Honor. Your yeah. Honor. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I don't really do comic books too much, uh, I have a couple, I have a couple of the, uh, Ninja Turtle comics, I have a couple Spawn ones, I actually work with a girl on my, uh, ship currently, uh, her last name's McFarlane, she's actually related to Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, and, and I, I have a couple of the comics, and I was like, dude, like, take me to his house, I want him to sign some of these, I was like, sure, admittedly, I might sell some so I can make some money, but the other ones I might, keep. I, I was like, the other ones I'll probably keep for myself, you know, but, yeah, dude, I mean, since you were talking movies, I, I, I don't know, I have probably over 2,000 DVDs, and I have, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred VHS, I, I, I collect and watch a lot of movies, I have a lot of vinyl too, and, but, anyway, 22 minutes and we haven't even talked about rpgs i'm sorry bud but uh you know i mean we had a lot to catch up on it's been a lot and i'm glad you're here so thank you for doing this for me
1: yeah no problem thanks for having
0: me yeah dude it's it's a lot of fun okay uh i chose the topic and i chose rpgs top five i would like to start with my fifth one and then work my way up that being said what is your number five so my fifth RPG, um, I wouldn't
1: call it – it's it's a mix between like a real-time strategy and RPG. I don't okay. know what the genre would be called. That's fine. But it, but it was originally released on the Xbox, and it was actually – or Xbox 360. Okay. Uh, it was actually the only game I bought on an Xbox 360, and I specifically bought an Xbox 360 to play this game. So it was by Square Enix, which is pretty much everything that I have on my okay. list. Um, it is called The Last Remnant
0: i think um, I own that one i do this yeah this
1: game was insanely good and let me just kind of touch on the yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah by all means of it. yeah explain why so, you bought
0: it how it is yeah go for it game mechanics yeah. go ahead
1: so i saw the previews uh for this game and to put it in context i think it was 2006 that this game was uh released i mean sounds about right let me see um originally oh jesus
0: no you're probably right I, I don't have a laptop i definitely need to get one yeah
1: Oh, it was released on Xbox 360 November 2008. So I was off by two years.
0: Yeah, you're fine.
1: So, so this game actually is not rated very high by any like legitimate review site, IGN, Metacritic. All these. Actually, it's, it rates very poorly, um, and I think it was because it was way ahead of its time. Okay. So this game, when it was on Xbox 360, let's see, 2008. That's 15 years ago. It came. On four discs for the Xbox 360. So this was a massive, massive game.
0: <laughs> that's that's a lot, especially for even it was 360. It a lot
1: for, for 360 games were one, maybe two discs. Yes, I yes. Even th- I don't even think Halo
0: no. was on. No, any, no, any Halo games disc. were multiple unless it was like a DLC multiplayer pack or something. Yeah.
1: So let's let's put that in perspective of like how massive this game is. I actually bought I it on uh, Steam. Let me see how many gigabytes it is. Uh, the last remnant. Let's see. Um, not a very large game by today's standards, but uh, it was re- re-released and remastered. Uh, close to twelve gigabytes in space total. Eleven point nine one gigabytes. So that that's, that was a lot. Yeah. Back then. Sure. And what was really cool about this game is is that uh, you followed um, the main character. Uh, the main character had many options in how to wield weapons, spells. Uh, but the coolest thing was is that you could form uh, parties with people. And these parties created things called formations. Okay. And so if you think of a formation of, like, you know, a wedge formation, um, they had things like that. And those formations uh, allowed for the troops, uh, or the rather the units in those formations to have better stats. So if you had somebody that was very magic-heavy, um, you would put them in a magic formation to boost their stats along with their just base levels for it. You okay. had amazing bosses. You had a very, very unique story. Um, and you also had voice acting in this game, which was still rare for late 2000s. Okay. Um, I would very much encourage people to play this mm-hmm. game. Um, it is highly slept on. I think this is a extremely underrated RPG um, the only downside, and I will be a very unbiased Go reviewer it. in it, is that it's a very long game, like I said. There's a lot of content in here. There's a lot of side questing. Um, there's also a lot of interactions between characters that they put into cutscenes that don't need to be there. It's very like... It's like watching a movie with no substance uh, in <laughs> it, which is uh, kind of one of the, the big pet peeves that people uh, like to do. So... Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do i would say i think to get through the whole game uh bare minimum i want to say it's like 50 55 hours which is a good good amount so yeah
0: i feel like on average nowadays it seems like 40 to 60 hours is the minimum typically with rpgs cuz i know xenoblade's like 100 150
1: and i'm like oh boy oh yeah persona That's another really
0: long game series. Like, I I have Xenoblade, the original, because I remember playing Brawl, and I remember seeing Shulk, and I'm like, what game is he from? And I picked it up for the Wii, and then I remember doing research, and I'm like, 150 hours, I was like, I'll play this later. I was like, I'm not playing this now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, Yeah, that's great. I think I have that, because, I mean, what I love about, what is that, fucking 6th gen, or 7th gen, I think, uh, those consoles, uh, 316 uh, PS3, what I love is I'm sure you've realized like, you know, you and I obviously collecting and playing over the course of whatever gen nowadays. I mean, um, that particular generation, they're still relatively available and just cheap pretty much anywhere and everywhere, whether it be a mom and pop store or a thrift store antique store. And then obviously if you want something like that, sometimes you might pay $20, 30 but even then to me, that's still reasonable compared to paying, you know, for earthbound, you know, $500 super Nintendo cartridge. Yeah, I mean, that also comes with, you know, the fact that it's been in circulation for at least 25 years, and a lot of people have destroyed copies, lost copies, um, and not taken care of them. So, like, even just decent,
1: you know, copies go for a lot because they're just, they they don't make anymore, there's no circulation of it, Yeah, condition is dwindling, so, Yeah. yeah, it sucks. Retro gaming and collecting is very hard because not only are they difficult to find in some cases, but they just become crazy expensive because of their rarity.
0: Right. And then, uh, dude, dude, I'm totally down to talk about this and then get into fucking RPGs. But, uh, I mean, the fact is, uh, you know, and then like you just said, a lot of things were limited run, for instance, you know, no pun intended to the publisher, but, uh, um, like Chippendale Rescue Rangers two for NES. I had it as a kid. I had the box. Wish I still had it, but they only made like I don't know like twenty two hundred copies. And then same with uh, I have Final Fight three. A buddy of mine in Ohio, who I served uh, one tour with on uh, my first boat, sent me a copy of Final Fight three. And I was like, well, let me look it up on price charting. I was like, bro, you know, you sent me a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollar game. I was like, I don't think I don't think you did the research. And He was like, well, it was just sitting in my drawer, take it. So you know, I cleaned it up because it had a bunch of stickers on it. I ordered a new label, and I took apart the cartridge, and then I made sure, and I'm like, yeah, this is legit. I mean, I hope to hold on to it. I mean, if I sell it cool, if, you know, if I... Uh, more than likely, with something like that, I would do probably a trade into a mom-and-pop shop and get what I want, but I'll probably hold on to it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, especially with those cartridge-based games, like, they they didn't they didn't, they had very limited like testers and they weren't sure if the market was going to be interested. You know how like they marketed earthbound. Remember they had like scratch and sniff Snickers or and Snickers, oh. excuse me, uh, stickers. <laughs> Apparently I'm hungry. Snickers. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, they Snickers,
1: just give me free candy. Yeah,
0: for real. Like, you know, hungry, why wait? No, they, uh, <laughs> they just poorly advertised that game. And it, it was just a completely just different wild generation that we had in the nineties. But uh my number 5 is Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars.
1: Uh, that is a a completely respectable and solid pick.
0: Thank you. I uh I think I played it uh probably beginning of summer last year when I went to go do training in Florida because it was during the height of a uh, covid uh briefly on that note i feel like that's what really elevated the whole collecting and the price ranging and everything as far as the whole retro gaming community that just elevated everything and i'm sure you can probably agree with that too but, uh, absolutely cuz <clears throat> i i don't even i don't even think there was some sort of like algorithm that i can think of in relation to like something showing me like hey i should be playing this i think i just was like well so everything's limited, so I, I don't really want to go outside in the fear of dying. I guess I'm just going to sit home and watch anime and play video games. And I think everybody yeah. kind of just naturally did uh, that. So, but, um, so I was in Florida and I had my Super Nintendo, I had all my mini consoles with me, all hacked. And uh, e- even then, the entirety of the stock of uh, I feel like the Super Nintendo Mini was mostly uh, RPGs to begin with, anyway. And uh, yeah, I I played it. And it, what I love about like something so simplistic like that is it, it's You know, you can beat it in, what, like, 18 to 22 hours. And I like that there's a cap in relation to, um, as far as uh, leveling. I think you can get, you know, your three playable characters up to, like, level 30 and that's it. And there was uh, a... There was a portion near the end where you can play this, like, one, like, mini, uh, boss, and you could just keep leveling, you know, keep leveling, and, yeah, I mean...
1: Yeah, yeah, just do a little XP farm. You know what I'm
0: talking about? It was, like, literally right before you fight the last, like, robotic boss, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I was, like, level 22, and I made it to level 30 in, like, an hour. I was like, this is fucking great. Um, and I love the whole concept of the, uh, item system, too. You know, you can get the star, and you could just literally mow people down, and you level up yep. that way instead of, uh, you know, fighting. I loved... I love the intuitive aspect, you know, if you defended properly with A, or you offended properly with A, you know, you could do more damage or defend yourself, and it was just really easy gameplay, and Square Enix just, I feel like they nailed it, I like that isometric view, I like the pixel art, it's just wonderful, and then the whole dialogue, yeah. and then you don't see Genos and anything after that, and I never cared for the fucking little cloud character, I can't think of his name for the, Molo, Molo, thank you, I, I, as soon as you said it, I was like, yep, that's it, um... I loved uh, Peach. I loved how you teamed up with Bowser for the first time. It's just...
1: Yep. And
0: it's not incredibly difficult. It's also not incredibly easy later on, too. You know, and then there's, like, the side quest with, like, you know, the... um, What is it? Like, that cricket, like, uh, Kung Fu Master or whatever. And... Yep. Yeah, like, it was just... It was just genuinely just something that I feel like Nintendo, Square Enix, and Mario has never done before. And I I feel like they tried to uh, replicate that with Paper Mario, which is great as well. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I absolutely... And then again, you and I are also older. So, personally, I I still prefer 16 to 32, maybe even, like, early polygon graphics compared to newer graphics. I mean, that's just me. I play new games, but I prefer old shit still. Um, So, yeah, just... Everything about that game was just phenomenal. I loved it. The quirky dialogue, you know, when you first meet Bowser on top of the chandeliers, and then they cut the chandeliers in the chain shop, and the the fact that you know Bowser can throw Mario as like a weapon, like it was just, it was great, man. I fucking love that game.
1: I got a hot take on that game. I actually prefer I actually prefer Malo over uh Geno. Cause... Okay, yeah. Because you, like you said, you only—he's only in that game. We never see him in any Mario IP
0: or Malo either, again. right? Malo too, but Malo at least
1: has really good story. He has really good character development. Yes, and he's yes, funny. yes. Okay, he's funny is the best part.
0: I think what Genos had going for him was probably like that hand cannon thing. You know, where you're like, oh, dude, he looks kind of badass. He totally looked like an anime character.
1: He—he he was definitely a badass, but it was a one-note badass. Like he didn't really talk much
2: you didn't really get to learn anything about him yeah he doesn't he doesn't add anything to the team other
1: than being like your heavy hitter and that's about it
0: yeah yeah whereas
1: whereas malo you get to learn about like the culture in his his like little village or whatever like when you first meet him and then yeah him being brave and then him coming into his own of like an own per like you, you actually get story um that's way different than any other Mario character oh, that yeah. you've seen. Oh, Absolutely. And it is is—it is a tragedy that he is not in anything else. Like, they just don't agree. Do it. it
0: sucks. I mean, or even if he was like a little homage, for instance, like, uh, have you ever played like Crusader of Senti or you ever heard of it?
2: Mm hmm.
0: Okay. It's, long story short, it's a Sega Genesis, uh, basically a uh, Zelda clone, like, Link to the Past type deal, and it's very Sega, you know how Sega is very, like, arcade feeling, and uh, they basically pay homage to Sonic in it. You go to, like, this little beachy desert area, and Sonic is on, like, a beach chair, and you're like, oh, cool. Like, for instance, even if he was just, like, thrown in, yeah, a random game like that, you're like, oh, cool, like, they're tipping their hat to this character, but yeah, you don't even get that. No, Uh, nothing
1: in, in anything.
0: Um... Yeah, uh, I think my final three that I used to defeat the boss, it was definitely... You obviously have to have Mario. Peach, of course, because once she's level 30, her fucking healing abilities are just incredible. Yeah, she's, just... and she's Her healing ability is just incredible. And then, uh, obviously, Bowser, because he was great, too. The other two I definitely didn't use. Yeah, those are my three to defeat the final boss, for sure, any day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, my hot take on that game was... I thought the whole like when you're like on the pond and you're trying to jump on like the uh, tadpoles for like the whole music sequence, I was like this is fucking stupid. Um, really?
2: You didn't like that
0: section? <laughs> I thought it was kind of stupid. That's just me. Mm. mm you're like, mm, "I'm going to hang up now." <laughs> no,
1: sorry. Right. I just I I think I think that game uh, you know, because Nintendo wanted its own RPG because, you know, they had uh mm-hmm. SquareSoft, now Square Enix yeah. making yep, yep. everything under the sun and you know they had to pay out to the to publish that and get it you know going i think that was their their ace in the hole of doing it and i think they did a a great job of giving us an rpg game of mario and we don't see anything like that until paper
0: mario 64. In which I would love to collect for. That is the only system that I pretty much currently don't have that I would like to own. I'm, I'm totally okay with not having a Panasonic 3DO. I'm okay with not having a Neo Geo <laughs> original because that shit's just way too expensive.
1: What about a Commodore 64?
0: I'm okay with not having that either. <laughs> or any Atari thing. As far back as I go as NES, bro. But, uh... Um, what and then there was that one character that I also liked, he was kind of that. he had like that beard and like weird eyes, and then I remember like Mario was hiding behind the curtains, and then like there was the little Mario doll, like that character was kind of cool too, that boss that you fought.
1: Uh, that doesn't ring a bell
0: right now. Hey, it's not that important, it was like that weird tower level that you go to, and then there's like a running up, like some sort of sandy hill level, and he's like throwing things at you, and you have to avoid him, and, and in the game, it was cool, but not that critical that he's not in anything important, <laughs> but uh. All right, so that's our number fives. Uh, Last Remnant, Super Mario RPG. What do you got for number four?
1: So number four is um, a another Super Nintendo game. Yes, uh, all day. It is, it's called Secret of Mana.
0: Oh, uh, yes, let's go. So Secret of Mana um, was actually,
1: there's three RPGs that I played as a kid, and they hold a very dear heart to me. So my top five is going to be very biased, and then I will give an unbiased, like, opinion as to like why the game is not also good you played this one as a kid yeah i played i played a lot of rpgs as a kid i couldn't Mario i B.
0: couldn't grasp it man as a kid i didn't start getting into rpgs till i got older but go ahead
1: <laughs> so secret of mana uh, for those that don't know um there's a whole mana series um there's uh
0: final fantasy adventure bro
1: yes that i was love that whole, one one of them i believe that's the first in the series yep. game boy I, yep. I forget it I forget what it's Japanese. It's like Daikawoden something Second
0: uh, second Seiken, Seiken Dinsetsu, bro. I got
1: you. Seiken Dinsetsu, yeah. Thank you. Um, so Secret of Mana is the sequel to that game. Um, and then there was a third in the trilogy that did not come to America up until about 2019 called Trials of Mana. Board uh, mm, 2.
0: I got you, but go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. There, well, there was also a PlayStation offshoot called Legend of Mana, which yep. I also loved. Yep. Yeah. Um but it's not a direct sequel to Secret of Mana. Um uh, but it's still in the same like Wheelhouse I guess because all of the yeah, familiarities are it's, there.
0: Uh, anyway, it's uh it's Setsu 3 and there is a ROM hack for it on uh, Super Nintendo but go ahead.
1: Yes. So let the Secret of Mana um really cool story in which um the Mana Fortress uh is like this huge vessel that existed a long time ago and then uh it collapsed and then Mana started running out. And the world. Monsters Ran Rapid. It's kind of your, your classic, you know, coming of age for Hero. Um, but what I really enjoyed about the game was uh, it had really dynamic environments for a Super Nintendo. Uh, Super yeah. Nintendo, um, for those that don't know, is, you know, not the greatest graphically game, but for this game, it actually is Fuck the haters. pretty beautiful. <laughs> I, it's it. It really is. There's some. There's some Super Nintendo games that you look at and you're like, Jesus, this did not age well.
0: Dude, all the FX, like su- the Super FX games, man. Unless it's like Star Fox, like stunt race FX. I'm like, oh god. But go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think that they had really dynamic areas in which you could explore Secret of Mana. Uh, there was a desert. There's a snow level, a forest yeah. level, um, a cavern with mushrooms. Uh, the lots of lots of really cool things. Uh, environmental wise, uh, with this game, it's long my too. Was it is it's a very long game. It's like uh like thirty five forty hours for yeah you know, yeah for that one.
0: I'm maybe like uh, five hours into it personally, but go ahead.
1: It's 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 fantastic. My but my favorite thing about it is the magic system. Um, there's these deities, spirits. I forget what they actually call them, but they all I don't remember are yeah I, I can't remember what they're called. Um, but they are all uh, like there's the gnome uh salamander you have shade wisp and all of them do different aspects of magic so earth yeah. fire water wind things like that and they all did different things and then not only in uh did they do different things but each character there's three characters in the game that you get to play as each of those characters they're like if you're using let's say um gnome which is the earth magic gnome's magic is different with the other characters yeah. in it and I thought that was really creative I thought that like wow not only do I get to use gnome with the main character, um, but I can also use it for the little sprite or the the woman that you play as. Yeah, there, yeah. and they all do to something different. Yeah. And I thought that was so genius mm-hmm. to be like, oh, not only can I use the same magic over and over again, but everybody has a different aspect and how they contribute to the team. So right. that's what I really loved about Secret of Mana. Um, it the graphics don't hold up to this day. Oh, um,
0: you're tripping! I love the graphics
1: for Secret of Mana. It's it's. I don't think so. They're they're good. But like you can definitely tell that like it's age. Um it's age and you can also it's not as crisp with a lot of the sprites like you would see with like maybe like Final Fantasy six uh six or final fantasy four three, uh four, you know, the the I think a lot of detail went into those games in terms of their pixelation and graphics and Secret of Mana does not have that. Um the other downside of it too is is that um it's very hard to follow the story if you're not consistently playing like if you drop the game for a week and then come back to it and you don't remember what you're doing it's really hard to
0: pick up where you left off and that's I think that's where I'm, I'm flawed i think that's a curse of the modern day rpg because modern day rpgs at least
1: will give you like visit you know shopkeeper in this land and you're like okay at least i know how so that's just kind of a, a burden of knowledge that is a downside okay, of it
0: yeah, now, yeah. But i can that, get on board but, with that yeah
1: But back then, um, you know, you didn't have a lot of people, you know, a lot of games to play. So you played that one almost consistently. So that's my number four
0: uh, in top RPG. I I recently started that one because uh, I listened to a couple podcasts in relation to gaming and horror films and music and so forth. And I've had that across the board mentioned to me before. And like I said, it's on the stock uh, SNES Mini. And, uh, I remember same thing in relation to when I was, uh, in Florida doing training for the Navy, I played a Final Fantasy adventure, even though, yes, it's a Game Boy, uh, game. Yes. It was blown up on the TV and I played it and I loved the music. I loved, I just, I, I was like, wow. Like it just, it, to me, the Final Fantasy adventure is still just really held up. Same with like, what is it? Uh, like Final Fantasy legend, I believe is the, uh, fuck, what is it? Uh, I want to know. It's not the Persona games. It's it's not Mana either. It's uh, it's another uh, line of RPGs. I can't remember what it is. But uh, For which game again? Uh, Final Fantasy Legend. There's Legend one, two, and three. Final Fantasy Legend one, two, and three. And they're uh, it's a series of a uh, famous RPGs. I can't think of what you know the actual name is. Obviously, back then, you know, Nintendo used Final Fantasy in order to sell the brand, but it's clearly a different name. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I can't remember what fucking series it was off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, I loved uh, Adventure. I played it. It was a little cryptic uh, in regards to they were like, you got to find the trees of eight. And then that meant, you know, I had to, I I fucking hate YouTubing things. Personally, I'm sure you're kind of the same way. Like, I like to try and figure it out myself. I give myself about a half hour to an hour, and I'm like, damn it, I don't know what I'm doing. So I had to look it up, and it was like, do a figure eight around these trees, and then you open up a cave. I was like, God, I know. I was like, I never would have figured that shit out. But, uh um, so yeah, Secret of Mana, I believe, yes, I have the woman, I have the sprite, I have, like, spears and swords, and I like the whole concept. Oh,
1: yeah, the different weapons! Yeah, you I can like... You them up, yeah. that's another thing I
0: loved. Uh, and I like that there's that sense of challenge in regards to when you attack, you have to wait for that charge in order to attack to receive the full amount of damage. Yeah. Um. combat was very unique. Yeah, today. it's just, I, I want to say I'm on the first boss, I went through... Like, the little waterfall area, and now I'm, like, basically right at the uh, tiger or whatever the final boss is of the first stage. And I uh, I just, you know, I, what I like about, you know, these mini consoles is the whole save state aspect. Because I feel like they understand that we're adults, and we just don't have the time to play as we used to. So I'm like, alright, I'm going to save state right here at the boss, and when I'm ready to fight this guy, I will. So, um... <sighs> that guy just killed the crap out of me, so I think I just... I I didn't rage quit, but I just was like, all right, I'm gonna play something else, you know. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but yeah, it's it, it's very cool, and it it's just it's something else that you just didn't get to play for the time. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it so far. And then I do have Setsu Three, which, like you said, is Trials of Mana. I did pick up on Switch a little while ago, um, the Legend of Mana or Collection of Mana. That's what it was. Uh, and it has all three, and then in my mind, I was like, I really don't need this. I already have all of these emulated. And I checked my uh, ROM copy of uh, Seiken Tinsetsu 3, and I was like, okay, it's in English. I don't need this copy, so I sold it. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I, was like, I, yeah, d- I just physically... I, personally, I think you and I both, yes, I do like to collect physical copies of things because I like the fact that it's a shelf piece, but I was like, I don't need it, so I got rid of it. Um, my number four is, uh, you ever play Eternal Sonata?
1: No, but I've heard amazing things about that
0: game. Dude, yeah, it's... I I have some things to say, but not, like, probably nearly to the... in regards to probably what, you know, fans of the uh, entirety of that particular saga enjoy. Um, Go ahead, what do you got? Go, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you had something to say, you were yawning. Shit, I'm gonna take a sip of some gin, how about that? right. um, so... My experience was, I remember being on my first ship, I think it was like 2015, 2016, I remember having my 360, and I bought it, not knowing that there was also a PS3 version, which arguably, the PS3 version is actually much more difficult. So I only played a little bit of the 360, and then years down the road, I picked up the uh, PS3 version, and like I just said, I found out that it was the uh, definitive version. And, uh, man, dude, I, I probably plugged 40, 60 hours into that game, and... The game mechanics are really cool in regards to, like, when you fight. Like, let's say I'm uh, Chopin, because it's basically about the classical artist, uh, Chopin. Uh, He's in a coma, and it's essentially, like, his dream world that he's experiencing. And, uh, you know, you tag along with certain characters. And the weapons are, like, it's like a trombone, a trumpet. It's pretty cool. They utilize different musical instruments as weapons. And uh, you get, like, a five- to seven-second interval to attack or defend, do a magic spell, or whatever the case may be, and then you got to, like, quickly run away uh, from a particular character in a particular uh, perimeter. And uh, it it was just a really cool, clever game mechanic. I admit the flaws are the story's not nearly as, I feel like, definitive as other RPGs, but, I mean, what's cool about the cutscenes is they play, personally, like, I'm sure you and I... I feel like over the years I've grown to appreciate different genres of music, but... uh, they play a lot of like classical Chopin piano and then they have like subtitles and then they have like, you know, uh, tempera, um, like eggshell type paintings in the background or, uh, uh, like Baroque paintings. It's just, it's very, I like that. I mean, I, I, once again, I'm not trying to gloat, but I mean my entire house, it's all antiques, bro. It's all 1930s, like art deco and before I have a lot of furniture from the 1830s and, uh, you know, it's just what I, I love. So, I mean, it just spoke to me, when I played it and, uh, the, the game mechanics are great. The whole item, you know, mechanics, it's just your typical, like if you've ever played any of the tales games, it's like that, you know, where you, you run around and there's uh what I like about it is there's no random encounters. I love the idea of no random encounters. I'm like, I get that choice to where I'm yes, like,
1: Oh, it's I like fucking to great. It on or off.
0: Absolutely. It's great where I'm like, okay, I want to level up. I'm going to grind. Here's a guy. I got you. Otherwise I'm like, dude, fuck that guy. I'm going around. I'm going to get the treasure chest or whatever. But uh there's very little puzzle elements, and when there are puzzle elements, they're difficult. You got to figure it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, highly, highly recommended. If you have a PS3, pick up Eternal Sonata. It's probably $20 or less. I absolutely loved it. It was, yeah. I mean, and you clearly said that you've heard about it before and it's highly regarded. So, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I feel like my number three might be tying with others. The other two that I have mentioned for my number three might be an honorable mention, but what do you got?
1: So my number three, oh, hold on, I wrote it down, let me go back to my notes. I <laughs> yeah, uh, feel did you. Talk about it, we did talk about it very briefly. Um, it's actually Paper Mario 64. Oh, shit. So um, the, the reason for this one is is that um, my honorable mention was also Super Mario 64. Um, but before we started, I switched it to Paper Mario uh, Paper Mario 64. You think Super
0: Mario 64 is an RPG? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, okay, talk about Paper Mario, and then please yeah. elaborate on that, please. So, the reason why I say that is because
2: you still party build. Um, you have different skill trees that you can do it, and it's not a traditional skill tree. You, you, you use
1: the uh, badges, and you can level those up, and then you can do them in conjunction with other things. Forming other party members also gives you different types of, uh, like, attacks and techniques. So, um, I, I think paper mario is definitely an rpg um
0: it is definitely oh yeah paper mario is an rpg i thought you were saying super mario 64 was an rpg
1: no sorry i meant paper mario 64
0: i was like bro you are tripping (laughs) no no.
1: okay yeah so i sorry there was that miscommunication no no no.
0: you don't need to be sorry bro i'm just busting your balls go ahead yeah, that is one of my that's my number three uh, the reason being is is that the story is really cool.
1: It's one of the very first times other than Super Mario RPG that you can play as Peach independently. okay uh, you you play Peach uh, concurrently with your team, uh, which is all well and good, but you only make choices and then attack in Paper Mario, there's actually things you do when you're in Bowser's Castle. You can investigate things, you can find items and your little star buddy can actually give them to Mario uh, as a bonus if you find enough of those items. So yeah. I think that's really cool. You have some unique characters that, um, again, are only in that IP and you never see them anywhere else. Goombario, uh, Booette, I think is your yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, Uh Cooper, I think, is the, the blue-shelled uh, flying Koopa that you party up with. Um, there's just a lot of really cool stuff in there. Story's fun. Uh, Because, you know, it's a classic trope of, you know, Bowser kidnaps uh, Peach, but you use, you know, you go through and find the stars and power-ups and levels up and things like that. Um, A really bad thing about this game is is that uh, because of the limitations of, I, I think that 64 the capability of creating really good graphics at the time, and it kind of felt like it was still a Super Nintendo level game on a next gen console at the time. Uh-huh. And so I remember thinking, I'm like, this game doesn't even look that good on the 64 compared to something like Jet Force Gemini or
0: Oh dude, Earth Dark. uh rare. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like graphically this game does not look good. Um even when it was released, it definitely doesn't look good now. Uh, the second thing is, I'm a big music person in video games. Like I, I have a very high regard for. I
0: know that you showed me your stands. collection. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and and Paper Mario just does not have good music. It's it's really awful. Um, really, the only time music means something is when you're up in Bowser's Castle with Peach, or you discover one of the Seven Stars. That's really the yeah. only time the music stands out for me. And so because of that, um, I did rank it three. I think the story. And the, the co-op modes and teams you can build are amazing. Yeah. Um, but the music falls flat and that's why it stays
0: three for me. That's, I mean, dude, I'm very, very like happy and like fortunate that I feel like I found you and I, I had no, what like no idea you were like a big fucking nerd. Like I am, I had no <laughs> idea. Like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm happy you're here, man. This is incredible. Thank you. Uh,
1: yeah, thanks. I appreciate
0: you having me. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun talking about what you love, man. And then if you got somebody on your side like your old lady, you know, supporting you. You know, I mean, yeah, that's that's wonderful, man. Um, what about you? What's your number three? It's probably cliche, but it's just I. I'll get to it. I'm gonna build up to it. I think <laughs> I, uh, you're like okay. The anticipations kill me. <laughs> um, I want to say, same thing. I brought out my Super Nintendo Mini when I was on Shore Duty. I think I was was probably 2018, 2019, the first time that I actually played it through and beat it. The music, the gameplay, the sprite work, everything. I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this game. Link to the Past, bro.
1: You think Link to the Past is an RPG?
0: Dude, fucking Zelda is definitely an RPG, bro. It's an ARPG. I
1: I would argue that it's not because there are no... There's no skill trees to do. There's no... I I would say that's just an adventure (laughs) puzzler. I would not say it's an RPG in any aspect, but please continue.
0: I mean, yeah, you don't necessarily... I mean, in regards to the whole idea of the... uh, grammatical aspect of role playing game the role is link and you are playing the game does that make sense with you
1: absolutely i just i I, every argument could be made for zelda to be an rpg but i personally do not consider it that 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 makes any sense like like whatever you whatever you say is completely valid because it it by by literal definition it fits in that category Uh but i would i would not consider that okay Uh, for the sole reasons you don't
0: role play as anyone else Sure. You age. don't. You don't personally level up. Yeah. Okay. Well.
1: Uh, no. I want. I want to hear your reasonings because I, this is. I'm curious now.
0: I mean, you already. <laughs> you already know the game. All right. Moving on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I just. I loved the music. I loved the uh, sprite work, mm-hmm. and then I loved. Just everything about it. The the entirety of the boss tiers, The whole dark world. I mean, fighting Ganon. I mean, it was just. The uh, the whole hack and slash action, to me, whenever I feel like there's a, a, some sort of a hack and slash action, you have to find some sort of denomination of a monetary value in order to uh, purchase products. To me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that fits an RPG category whether you level up a character or not. I feel like you kind of level up a character when you develop... Uh, the idea when you can uh, find other items in order to promote your character's ability, whether he's level one the entirety of the time or not. I mean, if you want to think level progression, I mean, you know, he gets his uh, the whole heart thing, you know, filled. You know, you get, what, like uh-huh. fucking 16, 18 hearts. So that was, I guess, my argument. Now you got me like, I'm like heated. I'm like, where do you live? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I you. I'm fucking, I'm coming. I don't care if I have work tomorrow. I'm coming. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just... You obviously already know, like, it's just one of those things. It's, I just feel like it stood the test of time. It's readily available, whether it be the uh silver cartridge with the gold uh, like, ribbon stamp on it or no stamp on it. It's still, you know, what 25-40 dollars, give or take, depending on the vendor. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things that just I remember playing it as a kid, and then, like I said, I. I vaguely remember understanding RPGs. It was just one of those things that I just, I couldn't comprehend. I feel like the early entry level being Pokemon, because it's still one of those things that's just readily just understandable and comprehensible, you know, whether what Pokemon you have or not. And that's definitely not on my list. It's not that I don't like Pokemon. I just, I just kind of grew out of it personally. But, uh, um, yeah, just, Link to the Past, I mean, even, like, Link's Awakening on Game Boy, same thing. Dude, because, okay, mm, I, I know I told love you, Link's Awakening. dude, it's a fucking incredible. I didn't play the Switch version, I played the Game Boy version, same thing, it was on my NES Mini, it was hacked, so therefore, yeah, it's on the screen, and I played it. Yes, occasionally I like to use save states, because sometimes I just feel like I don't have time anymore, but that's just me. I mean, whether you quote-unquote think I'm cheating or not, but, um, yeah. you know, I mean, it's inter- it's entirely up to the interpreter, for that matter, but... uh. Um, it's basically the same iteration of that, just like an 8-bit version, you know? It was fucking incredible. I loved that game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I played Link to the Past when I was on shore, and then I played Link's Awakening when I was in Florida. Dude, it was great, bro. I mean, I, it was during the height of, like, COVID, I had two weeks of just me chilling in my hotel room in Florida before like, uh, my training started. I was like, yep, I'm just going to drink and play video games for two weeks. And that's exactly <laughs> what I did. It was fucking great. I'm like, the Navy's paying for this. This is, I love this. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't complain. And, uh, yeah, I, I played and beat a lot of fucking games then. Like, uh, I will make an honorable mention, and I will write it down uh yep yep let me let me write it down before I forget. okay, I will talk about it later. I don't know if you whether you heard about it or not it's a super Nintendo game. I'll get to that later, but uh yeah, link to the past, it just the whole map system, the uh just everything about it, like the whole dash mechanic, the hook shot bro it was just I mean you already know i don't I feel like I'm yeah. beating a dead horse on this yeah I,
1: it's it is it is actually my second favorite Zelda game. Uh, of all time dude it's, and it still it's
0: hold, it still holds up
1: it's so good
0: it's fucking incredible you know so that's my uh, number three yes I have honorable mentions we'll get to that after the fact but what do you got for number two <laughs> alright number two um, I feel like this is going to be
1: everybody's list but I'm going to give different reasons why as this is my number two
0: alright we'll see
1: it's Final Fantasy 6 aka Final Fantasy 3
0: still uh, haven't played it
1: for the, um, okay, so
0: without spoiling <laughs> anything, no, had, you're good, dude. Spoil Fuck spoilers, it. dude. It's a, it's a, you know, thirty year old game. Go ahead.
1: So, uh, one thing that's really great about Final Fantasy games is that you can ask anybody what's your favorite Final Fantasy, and, and you ask them why, and the reason why is a lot of the times it's the villain. Oh yeah, Kefka, the, bro. The, so Kefka Kafka is the best villain. And the reason being is is that spoiler alert, he does what he wants to do. He wants to destroy the earth, and he does it. And you do not see that very often in a Final Fantasy game or any game for that matter.
2: It's the hero must triumph. You know, yeah. Um, you don't get a lot of those games that the villain wins. Yeah. And really,
1: all all of Final Fantasy VI is is the villain does what he wants to do. And you basically just put an end to what he's doing rather than preventing any type of damage that he's done, yeah and I think I think in a storytelling aspect, to kind of flip the paradigm of here's villain, villain is bad, here's hero, hero is good, hero defeats villain, game over you you actually see him go through his plan yeah and and win. So that's that's a really big thing for me as to why that game does really well. My other reasons why are um, the characters. You you definitely feel a connection to these characters uh, in a good and bad way. There's some people that are like I really love that character. There's people that are like I don't really care about that character. And then there's goofy characters that are like Why is this person in this game? Um, and then uh, the last is always going to be the music. Music of Final Fantasy VI. Um, I hear Terror's it's incredible. Theme song. It's, it's beautiful. So like, um, like, hold on, let me, let me just play. Go for it, man. My, Cause I'm in my, I'm in front of my computer. So I'm going to play, um, one of my favorite renditions of, uh, Tara's theme, which Terra is the main character of final fantasy. Yeah. VI. Yeah. The female, right. Um, Yes, uh, she's really, really cool. Um, oh, they have these things called espers, which later are referred to as like the summons of Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, so there's a, there's actually backstory of what they call like the Esper War between humans and espers, which is really, really cool. Um, so uh, her main theme song, oh, come on.
0: I hear it's regarded as like one of the best ones. The only two Final Fantasy games that I've actually ever played are Final Fantasy Adventure and Final Fantasy II, a.k.a. Four.
1: Four is also. uh, I loved uh, Four. Favorite.
0: I love it. I I, I didn't beat it. I'm on the moon. I'm pretty much done. I just kind of stopped playing.
1: So this is. This is. Oh, hold on. My headset's not on.
0: Like, I own seven hard copy. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: So this is Terra's theme. Can you hear it? Yeah. So this right here, the. Do, 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 do. Like this,
0: this was song, it like a uh, Nobuo Ometsu kind of thing or what?
1: Um, it is Nobuo ometsu. Um, Hell yeah, does the original music. I know my shit. <laughs>
0: this rendition <laughs> is somebody
1: uh, by the name of TPR, um, that likes to focus more on the piano melody aspect of okay. the songs. So I like this rendition really well. But since uh, you know, ometsu makes this yeah. one, this is how the song plays out. Imagine. There's these three giant mechs, right? And they're just walking through the snow.
0: towards yeah, the city. The the intro credits, right?
1: It that sets the whole tone for the game. That you just see these menacing robots traveling through this crazy blizzard and all you hear in the background is the do 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 and just just having that music is so iconic in it. Um and then there's another really great uh, scene where there's an opera house and you have yep, to yep, recite I, the I've words seen it. of an yep, opera. Yep. And it's, it turns out to be one of the main character's themes. And it's it's beautiful. And then uh, they did remake all of the the Final Fantasies 1 through 6 and the p- Pixel Remaster. Yeah. So and I, re- and I recently played it. They actually did updated music for all of it so the part in the opera scene where it's celeste theme uh uh, there's a part where she sings and in the original it's just the notes in the the pixel remaster, they actually somebody they get somebody to sing the actual lyrics in the game and it blew my fucking mind (laughs) replaying it because it because it felt like like how i envisioned the game sounding when Uh, i was a kid and then listening to it as an adult who's come to appreciate music and it was it was it, it, it for, man. Lack re- for lack of a better reason for lack of better reason it touched my soul like i know
0: you're you're good it
1: resonated i,
0: I with get it me. And like, so, yeah that,
1: and that's why final fantasy 2 or oh, sorry that is why final fantasy 6 is my number 2 for that the the villain is amazing characters are very well rounded and have a great backstory and i listen to the soundtrack almost regularly in my free time so it is just Right
0: there. No, no, you're you're good. Uh I remember uh same thing. It's on the SNES Mini, the stock, you know, besides hacking it, of course. I uh I wanna say I started it, I didn't finish it. I definitely beat Final Fantasy Adventure, and then I uh I beat or no, I, like I said, I'm damn near fucking done with Final Fantasy Four. And I owned uh yeah, I have seven, I have eight, I have nine, I have ten, I have twelve, I wanna say I have 13 and 14 as well if i'm not mistaken i just i i don't know i mean i'm sure you have a huge backlog in regards to video games whether everybody's got the right whether it be action (laughs) rpg or whether it be just a platformer or racing game whatever it doesn't matter but i mean yeah i'm like okay i'll get to it when i get to it like it's not that i don't want to play final fantasies i just i haven't gotten around to it um yeah, I really enjoyed four, and uh, obviously, uh, adventure being a mana series. I don't. I, I'm gonna have to fucking look it up what the legend ones are. I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, I mean, you got a laptop, shit. You might have to look it up. But uh, um, my number two is probably uh, the GBA era uh, Fire Emblem.
1: I have never played a Fire Emblem game, and it's that in the Tales series that people are like, You never oh. played that game?"
0: i'd <laughs> i know what you mean it's such a biased thing i mean you could say the same thing about music people will be like you don't listen to led zeppelin i'll be like well i mean even though i personally do but that's a bad example but i mean uh yeah it, you know it just all depends on the eye of the beholder but uh yeah i um i remember i picked up a uh blue gba advance sp what is it? ags 101 you know with the flip screen and the light on it and everything and uh it was, I don't know, $25 at, like, a thrift store before my first deployment, before I got married. I brought it out, and this is when, uh, like, OfferUp had, you know, decent prices for new games, and obviously people know prices now. And, uh, you know, I think I paid maybe, I don't know, probably 20 bucks for uh the original 2003, and then uh, Sacred Stones being the sequel. And yeah. uh, I, I I played it pretty much the entirety of my deployment. One, my first deployment, my second one, and even I've played it on my third deployment, too. I fucking... Even the ROM hacks, there's uh, Binding Blade and uh, Sword of Seals, which you play uh, the story of Roy, it's obviously an English ROM hack, and then they have other ROM hacks that are uh, Last Promise, Corrupt Theocracy, and uh, Requiem. Uh, I'm pretty much finished with Last Promise, I beat Requiem, and then I almost feel like it's a perfect alliteration, and it's almost like perfect irony, the fact that uh, corrupt Theocracy, the ROM hack that I have is crea- uh, corrupt. I get to, like, basically yeah. chapter... Tw- I, I'm serious, dude. I get to, like, chapter 26, 28, because most Fire Emblems, you're done at about chapter 30, 32. And I'm at, like, chapter 28, I'm like, you know, fucking 30 hours in, and every time the ROM crashes, I'm like, fuck, it's going to work this time. 30 hours later, it doesn't work again. I'm like, God damn it, I'm putting this game away. Um, but, uh, that sucks. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I still have it. It came in a box. You know, what I love about... A lot of these uh, ROM hacks, or even like, you know, when they do these English translations like uh, Terra Enigma on uh, Super Nintendo, or like, you know, these Chinese cartridges like Trek or uh, yeah. Treasure of the Dress like things that were based in Japan, you know, on Super Famicom, and they have a Super Nintendo now, and you can get the box, you know, on eBay and the game for like 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that. You know, why not? I don't care if it's loosely uh, based on the story or not. I would love to play that. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I have those, and uh, yeah, I just, I remember just the whole weapons trinity, you know, sword versus axe, axe versus lance, lance versus sword, and then, uh, what is it? uh you an- the rock, paper, scissors aspect. Uh, essentially, yeah, and, you know, you get the whole um, essentially strategy tier once you, uh, become within range of an enemy, and it's like, okay, you're obviously gonna do this much percentage of, uh, damage, or this much percentage of they're gonna avoid depending on your speed, and it's just it's basically a giant game of chess, and I fucking loved that. Like, I grew to love that. I I beat the first one countless times. I, the second one, it branches out because you can play as Ephraim and Irica, So you essentially get two different stories that branch off from each other. But in the first one, you can play as three different characters, and it's essentially the same story, just depending on whether you want to play as uh, two swordsmen or an axe. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you obviously understand the whole concept of Fire Emblem. I mean, knowing about it you just haven't played it, which is fine. Like I'm not
1: I, I actually know nothing
0: of Fire Emblem. Okay. Like, I have no
1: idea of like story or like I don't even like is it an RTS?
0: Uh no, it is a uh well, I mean, I I guess. See, I don't even know. I mean, so think of it as like you are a blue versus red, and, you know, lack of mm-hmm. a better phrase in regards to Halo blue versus red, but uh, I mean, uh you know, blue being good, red being versus, uh, evil, and it's essentially like a giant chess match, whether you're in the snow, desert, mountains, it doesn't matter, you're on a lake, whatever. And, you know, you get wyverns, dragons, uh, anima, uh, dark magic, light magic, uh, a cleric, a troubadour, a valkyrie, um, you know, a myrmidon, a mercenary, and like I said, it's basically a giant chess match. You move your characters on a certain particular plane within a perimeter, and you match up to a character, and you don't have to attack them. You can create a defense mechanism around that particular character that you want to level up. It's just, it's entirely up to the uh, beholder, but I liked the concept because I remember just playing, you know, chess with my grandpa and then, like, my dad, and I have, like, I don't know, chess boards that are probably, like, 100 years old here in my possession, and it just just struck a chord with me because I was like, I got this. I was like, I've been playing this shit since, you know, and... The fact that, you know, I feel like you and I are both weebs, I'm like, it's a fucking giant fucking anime weeb game, and it's just, for real, like, I, I, the first time I heard that phrase, I was like, what the fuck are kids talking about? I was like, I just like anime, I was like, you don't have to call me that shit, but anyway, uh, (laughs) so... It just, it just meant the world to me that I was like, I can understand this. I can move around. Yes, guarantee. And I love the idea when you play the traditional uh, fire emblems that if a character dies, you won't get them in the next chapter. So the whole aspect, it was you know just is the risk worth the re, uh, is the risk worth the reward? Is what I was trying to say. Excuse me. So. um... You know, and sometimes I die, and I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, I already spent an hour on this. I was like, i got to turn off and start over kind of thing. And uh, it was basically a save state mechanism before there were save states. You could suspend your game and basically save where you were at and just keep playing. And then if you died, you were at that last suspend state, which was kind of nice. But, uh, yeah, it just... Dude, yeah, I mean, you and I can recommend games to each other all day. But, yeah, I... Oh, God, I love Fire Emblem, especially the Game Boy Advance, because it was clearly a 32-bit era just, and I'm sure you and I can both speak wonders about just the classic gaming sprites, and I just, I, I do play new games, I do, I just love that old sprite work.
1: So. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't, Fire Emblem to me, like, I, I feel like it's kind of like, a little too late for me to get into because I feel like okay. there's a lot of information but like I do appreciate the fact that like they have such a loyal fan base and people love these games like yeah. the newest one came out I have no fucking clue what it's about What like what kind of game it is
0: story doesn't matter it. it doesn't
1: that's yeah it's just people love it and um, I think it's really great that
0: outside of the classics that that's a good one on your list Oh, yeah, because I mean, that's, uh, I mean, well, that was when it was, you know, brought over here to the States, was 2003, so 20 years ago. But then, uh, it obviously was on the Famicom in 1988, and then it was brought to the DS, which was, uh, Shadow Dragon, which loosely, quote unquote, was the original Famicom version, but on the DS for, uh, the NTSC release. Um, that was before the Weapons Trinity. The Weapons Trinity didn't, uh, come out, whether it was actual physical weapons or magic, until, um, genealogy of the holy war on a super famicom 1996 but uh um yeah it's just once you get in a particular rhythm i mean sometimes it's hard to read the computer just depends on how far you are in the game but yeah it's a lot of fun you know my pride and joy is yes i own path of radiance on gamecube i think i paid 144 now and it goes for like 300 you know i'm nice yeah it's I, I don't like spending a lot of money on something like, you know, just one particular video game. I'm like, okay, I could spend 140 on a bunch of games or just one, you know. But uh, I'm glad I have it because, yes, I am a big fan. I've always loved Fire Emblem. But, uh, all right, what do you got for your number one? I feel like you and I are both tied. Uh, I think
1: so, too. But I would like to give an honorable mention.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we could
1: do that all day. Go ahead. It uh well mine out of
0: this was illusion of gaia yes that was one of mine too fuck yeah i love you yeah god.
1: you said you said terranigma and i was like i actually never played terranigma
0: no i um, haven't I either
1: played, i actually haven't even played the first one of
0: that soul blazer bro
1: yes i've never played
0: it's, Soul Blazer. it's amazing it's amazing way better actually than illusion of gaia I swear to god go ahead is it really oh my god bro yes
1: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that one's mine. Um, mostly because, again, I played a lot of RPGs as a kid, and I probably shouldn't have because I think they were, you know, more advanced than what I was no. capable of. But um, it was just a really cool story about like just traveling the world, finding I your parents. I love it. I love it. And then figuring yes. out that like you know you could morph into these crazy deities that the
0: Gaia gave you and then you ended up fighting her and you're like what the fuck is going on in yeah this at the end yeah yeah but and it was so, all pattern based um, you know that last boss
1: yeah and it just i thought that was a really cool rpg um yeah. i did like the music in it i have that on vinyl too um i think for, so I, I,
0: listen. I think the boss that gave me the most difficulty was like those two vampire people dude fuck those vampires dude that shit pissed me off <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they sucked. I hated them. And then I played it again as an adult. I'm like, why did this give me so much trouble when I was a kid? This is easy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually have the uh, physical cartridge. I got it at a thrift store before they went under. It was $30, and I plugged it into my Super Nintendo. I made sure that the battery worked. You know, it was one of those things I wanted to play it every day because you and I both know those batteries are like a ticking time bomb for a save state, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I beat it in, I don't know, like 10 or 11 hours, and uh, I think I only maybe YouTubed it like once. I was like, where the hell do I go? Especially because certain little things were like cryptic. It was like you were in this little, I don't know, like overworld that was like kind of bricked, and uh, you had to go like to the bottom, and you found, it was like you found the little switch to open up this door, and I was like, I never would have fucking known yes. that if I didn't Google it. I was like, God damn it.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that that's my honorable mention, um, dude. Yeah,
0: so love it, on. love it, love it, love it.
1: I'll move on to my um my first pick, which um I I think this is many people's <clears> favorites, <throat> and uh it is the classic uh, Chrono Trigger. Yes,
0: me too, uh, bud. Let's go. This is why I love you. <laughs> I, I quit. I'm done. I'm done podcasting. We. I'm GG. done. Good podcast, everybody. Good night. Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> Chrono Trigger is my number one too. It is absolutely. Not even just an RPG base, it is like the best game ever. I swear. Yeah,
1: it, it's God, fantastic. Man. So, um, I own every iteration of this game you can think of. I have, uh, it's actually my only Super Nintendo uh, cartridge that I own.
0: Really? You got the OG?
1: Uh huh. I have an OG one. Um, Good for I paid you. $150 for it. That's not um, bad. It's just the cart, no box, nothing. Okay. Just the cart. That's not bad, though. Um, I also have the Nintendo DS uh remaster quote-unquote of it where yeah, they yeah, content. yeah
0: did you get the poster um
1: uh no but i Damn. have the cd okay i have this i have the cd um and then i also have it for um playstation uh when it was yeah in conjunction yeah
0: the, uh, with Final uh, Fantasy it was like Tactics, an anthology or something
1: something like that yeah. so i have it on playstation i have it on super nintendo i have it on nintendo ds and then i even have it for my pc on steam because uh
0: that's that's why you were bugging me about the Super Famicom version, because yeah. you don't have that one.
1: <laughs> uh, I actually, there's actually a Super Famicom version, uh um, yeah. that someone sent me. Oh, nice. No, hold on. Hold on one second. You good? The hell? What? What do you want, cat?
2: <laughs>
1: scared me. I thought someone was trying to break into my fucking house. Um... So yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll break it down as to why this is not only the greatest RPG of all time, but uh, my argument for best game of all time.
0: Oh, yeah. um, you don't even, have, yeah. hey, dude. You don't. You don't have to explain to me, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, no, this is for the viewers as to why yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. people you know may not know it's, this game.
0: It's absolutely incredible. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. So this game uh, not only implements uh, amazing stories between seven characters. Uh, This game involved time traveling And for a game I think it came out in 1995 Correct Uh, For a game that came out in 1995 This game had fucking time traveling And it understood the laws of time travel That if you fuck up something or you do something in the past It affects the future And nothing pleases me more When a game could be Not only Technically proficient But like chronologically proficient Like things change and there's things that you do so like for example there's an item that you can get but if you get it in the past it is not there in the future so right. people learn like oh i should get it in the future first and then go to the past and pick it up so like there's things like that that you find out with it yeah but but not only that check this out why why this is the goat of all games um i
0: i always forget his name but the artist that drew dragon ball and oh dragon ball uh fuck uh shit takiyama
1: Takayama. This guy also drew portions of the game that were released on the PlayStation version of cutscenes. So when cutscenes happen in the game, yeah, uh, he drew those cutscenes, and they're like in the very yeah. beginning of the, the the game. There's a bunch of cutscenes throughout the whole thing. So you have you have him working on it. You have uh, Yatsunori Mitsudo, Mitsudo, who yeah. I think is on par. With Umatsu in terms of no. music comp- composition,
0: or is it Toriyama? I, I think it's like Akira Toriyama. Uh, anyway, we're close, but as far as the artist, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm
1: googling it right oh, now. No, so
0: I'm pretty sure it's like Toriyama. Yeah,
1: Akira Toriyama. Yeah, so Toriyama, I was right. Look at that. I won. Toriyama draws for this game. Yeah. Uh, for cutscenes, so that's yeah. already goaded because Dragon Ball is one of the best animes um, out there that yeah. you can just watch. Um, then you have Mitsuda who does the composition, yeah. musical composition. Yeah. Uh, he's working on a new game by the way, called sea of stars. If you don't
0: already know, Oh yeah, it. I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, the time <clears throat>
1: travel, all the characters are unique. They all have their own personalities. They all have their own magic, but the unique thing about this game is that one different party members actually combined their techniques and magic to create other techniques which you don't see in games very often, even in RPGs. Yeah. So, for example, Luca, she uses fire magic. She can throw her flames on Chrono, the main character's sword, yeah. and he can spin and do fire cyclone.
0: That's such a cool combination Dude, of magic. Dude, the double tech. tech and the triple tech, yeah. The triple
1: tech, yes. All Dude, the
0: triple amazing. tech, bro? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but my, favorite, my favorite thing about the game is that because this game was released in 1999 and it had time traveling in it, You could theoretically get a bunch of different endings to the game.
0: Yeah, I think it was like up to 12, if I'm not mistaken.
1: And that's what I really loved about it. You could beat the boss uh, within the game certain times and chronologically. So you could beat it in the present, the future, the past, the far past, the far future. All of these things, you could beat the game. And it was absolutely incredible. Um, I I played this game and I identified with this RPG so much so that it is uh I play it yearly on my around my birthday. Nice. Um, I always play this game. Um, I'm always learning small details. I I, I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable about like eighty
2: percent of the game. Sure. But
1: every time I play it, I always find one little piece of like knowledge, or, or I'm like, oh, there's an item here that I didn't realize was there before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh and I think I think the replay value is amazing. Oh, absolutely! Uh, the music is the music is top notch. I own a symphonic collection on vinyl of the of the music. Um, I like the original one, but a vinyl set of that goes towards upwards to about fifteen hundred dollars.
0: Oh, you're, you're um, good. Yeah, I, I listen to the OST probably at least like once a week <laughs> myself on Spotify. Yeah, it's it's truly the the greatest game of all time. And if not that, the greatest RPG of all time. Yeah, because I mean, I I'm sure you and I both know there are people that just clearly aren't into RPGs, which is fine. I mean, I I get it. It's it's very cumbersome. There's a lot to do with those particular type of genres. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as RPGs of all time, it it has to be number one. Like it just, there. I don't feel like anything else compares. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. But, uh, so good. I, I don't even have to say anything. I mean, I guess ditto. You know what I mean? Like, because, <laughs> I mean, the the battle mechanics, too, the whole, uh, active time, you know, kind of concept, like, it just. Oh, yeah.
1: You could switch between those.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, and then you could totally switch your characters up. You could play Frog, Robo, uh, Luca, Marl. I mean, you know, you can even play as Magus with the Scythe, you know, just the whole story aspect with Lavos. It was just. You know cuz you begin to believe that you're like oh Magus is the bad guy and then you're like oh shit no it's Lavos.
1: Mhm.
0: You know but and
1: he's actually trying to beat Lavos and he's in disguise like that was a you're like what?
0: Yeah, it was just it's revolutionary man. I mean even like that little mini game that little like bike thing that you do in the future with like Robos World or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, in uh 2000 or like
0: yeah, or 2300 like Yeah, 2300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean just like, I have, I can't, I can't even think of, like, any gripes with that game, like, at all. I absolutely love that game.
1: No, I, that that is a perfect 10 out of 10. I, I have nothing to complain about that yeah, game. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure, I'm sure other people do, and I'm sure people can find reasons why they don't like the game, and they're probably valid, but I,
0: sure. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, they can not listen to my show. But, uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> um uh, even, like, when you're in, uh, what is it, like, 65 million B.C., and then you fight, I forget what those creatures are, it's those weird, like, little, uh, giant purple. The, you know, the, the rare, hard-to-find, like, creatures, they're only, in, like, in thir- three, like, little areas. Oh, the new. Yeah, the new, yeah, and then you get, like, a shitload of XP when you beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and you gotta time it with, like, the rain, you gotta find them and fight them, and, yeah, it was just, just so many i mean and then frog with the Masamune, i mean just come on man it's just it's great um, yeah
1: it's fantastic
0: i have a couple honorable mentions uh like i yeah, said one uh, of those. uh i i as we were you know talking I, I had to like think in my mind i was like i got to write these down uh like i said a uh, soul blazer dude yes mm-hmm. it's <laughs> the music the gameplay i mean the whole uh, aspect of saving like because you'll save in this little like hub world and it gives you like four little directions. You'll hit this little portal and then it will send you to another part of that same particular world that you're trying to go in order to progress and fight the boss and so forth. And uh, it's definitely what is it? It's like the quintet of uh, Enix or whatever they're called. It's like Soul Blazer, Illusion of Guy, and then Terranigma, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Soul Blazer's absolutely incredible. We already covered uh, Link's Awakening. Um,. Child of Light, which is new on a uh, Switch. I mean, it's not new, new, but you know, I mean it came out, I believe, on other consoles before as well. Um It's kind of a active time battle mechanic. So if you remember playing like arcade uh games, for example, where you know you it's like skee ball, but uh, you know, you get a little ball and there's like a horse race, you know, and you're trying to mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like you're trying to beat everybody in the horse race with this like skee yeah. ball. Yeah, it's like that. So if you time it right, you can defend properly, you can attack properly ahead of somebody, and then if you attack before they attack, it'll send their attack backwards, so therefore you're ahead of them in the game. And uh. yeah, and it kind of. It's like 16 bit, uh, like cel shaded graphics, like Wind Waker is what it reminds me of, kind of. It, it's very like Tim Burton y, like dark feeling, uh, the entirety oh, okay. of the game. Yeah, it's. It's really cool. You play a a female uh, protagonist. That's, I think, what I like about it, because I feel like when it comes to most games, you don't really play too many female protagonists. But uh, um, as you mentioned earlier on in this episode, uh, Tales of Symphonia, I I absolutely loved it. I played it on GameCube. It's a dual disc. Loved it. Definitely has replay value. Active time, uh, battle mechanics. It's just consistent, like hack and slash. Um, It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Golden Sun on Game Boy Advance. I don't know if you ever heard of that uh, one. Not,
1: I actually, the old, I never owned a Game Boy Advance. I actually, the only time I was able to old, uh, own a handheld Nintendo uh-huh. is to buy Chrono Trigger. I had a Nintendo DS just to play that game, and nice. I didn't play anything else, and I regret that.
0: No, 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 no you, dude, you, <laughs> that's all I needed to play. All right, next episode. I'm just kidding. But I, <laughs> I have, on my DS, I have a couple of Castlevania games. I got, like, Okami and i got uh, what i love about like a uh, gba and like ds now if you happen to find one whether it be a goodwill or offer up i mean you can buy those uh you know like mega drives for like 30 bucks and then just upload whatever games you want on there you know and uh that's what i did is i bought a uh it's like a 250 game like ROM hack, and i played i don't know i think it was like heart gold uh pokemon and a bunch of other games like this last deployment um Parasite Eve on PS1 is another uh, honorable mention Mm -hmm. of mine. I I never beat it. I got really far because it kind of felt like basically Resident Evil with RPG elements. Um, And
1: uh, with magic,
0: yeah, I you know yeah, and I ran out of ammo. I was in the subway fighting this boss, and I just kept running out of ammo. So yeah, borderline like rage quit. I'm like fuck, I got to start the game over, which I intend to do. Just and it's kind of a shorter RPG too. It's only like what maybe ten to fifteen hours. It's not that long. Mm like I said before, Crusader of Sentia Sega Genesis. It's a lot of fun. Uh basically a isometric top down view version of uh, Link to the Past. Uh Kingdom Hearts. I've always loved Kingdom Hearts one and two. Um Yeah, King oh uh, man, Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. Uh yeah, I'm like <laughs> I wrote all these down because I was like, Oh yeah, I love that too. Uh you ever heard of like Spike McFang?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, yeah, that's a Super Nintendo RPG. That that fucking cartridge goes for I don't know, probably two hundred or four hundred dollars. And it's, uh, I guess, like a quirky, kooky kind of hack and slash. I guess. I mean, you're throwing around your hat. You're essentially. It's called Twisted Tales of Spike McFang. You're a vampire. It's on Super Nintendo. Totally worth. A playthrough, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say check that one out. I might have to send you a link for that. Yeah, I don't even, like, want to give it away. I just think you should look that one up. Really, really cool. I mean, especially if you have, yeah. like, an emulator and you like to play that stuff. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Final Fantasy IV and then Final Fantasy Adventure were my last ones. Yep, yep.
1: Those are those are all... Well, actually, those all sound like an absolute grand time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, because there's so many, like like I am probably about three quarters if not almost done with uh, the Live Alive you know remake on uh, Switch you know it was originally a Super Famicom game and yeah I've enjoyed it so far but I got stuck and i was like "All right,
1: I want to play that one too yeah
0: it's fun dude yeah it's 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 a lot of fun Uh, I feel like this particular boss that I'm at, I'm like, do I need to go back and grind, or I'm like, am I missing an item? Like, do I need to heal? What's going? On? I don't know. I keep dying, so I'm, I just stop playing. But I was actually playing as of late. I got two days ago was the uh, Mario Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. I was really thoroughly impressed with that.
1: Uh, I uh, I feel like Rabbids are the minions of video games, and I fucking
0: agreed. It, you know? uh, no, I I'm totally on your side. I felt <laughs> I felt the same way. And then I uh, listened to this podcast, uh, remember the game, the guy in Canada, and I was like, we were talking about it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't put it down. I was actually thoroughly impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to break that mold. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like games like that and, like, XCOM, like, I just, I, they don't do it for me. I'm like, I, this is so fucking boring. And I'm glad that people enjoy those games, but they're yeah. just, it's, it's one of the very few games that I, like, Like, you know, if I want to watch something on Twitch, like, I'm like, oh, this is one of my
0: favorite streamers. Oh, they're playing an RTS, like XCOM or like that. I'm like, nah, I'm out. No, I, I, I'm, I'm like borderline trying to convince you, but also like trying to convey my point at the same time. (laughs) I mean, really, like, yeah, like the whole leveling system, the minor puzzle aspects, and then, you know, very minimal uh, backtracking. And yeah, I. I was like, okay, like I can get on board with this. Cause I know every time I think of like rabbits because it's Ubisoft, I'm like, okay, Rayman, whatever. But uh yeah, I I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty cool. Like I totally anticipated the same thing. I was like, okay, where the fuck's grew? Where's the minions? This is gonna piss me off. Like, you know, like <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is actually not bad. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty more. I just that's what came to my mind. Uh and then before the PS three uh store went down. I saw that they had a bunch of PS One games for uh, sale, and I got uh, Legend of Dragoon.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. See, I actually, I, pl- I know I played that game as a kid. Yeah. But I know, I, I remember nothing of it, and I did. That's why I didn't put it in my list because I played it, and I remember
0: enjoying it as a kid. But I don't remember anything. Like I couldn't even tell you the main character's name. Ah. But I, I can. I remember yeah. what he looks like, but I can't remember his name. I played a little bit. Same thing. Uh, like I said, I mean, I put everything in storage recently. I want to say it's like starts with a D, maybe. I don't Let's know. See here. Um, but to put it in perspective, how you were talking about like last remnant, and how you were saying it was like eleven point nine gigs, dude. You remember uh, Legend of Dragoon was four discs, and There's it was four only discs
1: on the PS One,
0: and it was only like I think like eleven hundred and sixty three megabytes, which in the grand scheme of things is like nothing. It's a fart. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here.
1: Yeah, that one. Um, it was like, what was it? Because uh, that came out around the same time as Final Fantasy VIII, and I actually played yeah. Final Fantasy VIII much more often, and that was also a four disc game.
0: On there, I also hear that's like the worst one to play as far as Final Fantasy. Everybody, it's like so di- divided.
1: It's uh, Final Fantasy VIII is it's a it's a very romanticized final fantasy like i loved it as a kid uh-huh. and playing it because there's a game in there um called uh trinity triad i think is what it's yeah. called yeah uh the card game it's so much fun but i tried playing it as an adult like four or five years ago because they released it on the switch and sure. i was like man i cannot get through this <laughs> so I, I found it that it was i actually had a decline in my opinion Versus okay. where I played Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, "Oh man, this is great! I love playing this." Or Final Fantasy IX because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It is just one of those ones where I, I flip my opinion on it as an adult. Yeah.
0: I still hear six, seven, nine, and ten are probably the best ones to play.
1: I think I, uh, ten is ten is great, but ten is what's considered to be like the last true Final Fantasy, and I don't okay. know why because Final Fantasy XII is fucking awesome. I also love Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh-huh. I think Final Fantasy 15 is killer, and a lot of people don't like that game. Yeah. Uh, but that's another game where the villain wins, and that always bodes well in my, my book. Okay.
0: And it's not that I don't want to play these ones. I think I'm just uh, maybe more or less like looking at lists where it's like, you got to play this RPG before you die, like other ones other than Final Fantasy. Like, I have a bunch of Dragon Quest games, just haven't played them.
1: Yeah, those ones... They're on what,
0: uh, 12? I have no idea. Like that, yeah.
1: And uh, I've never played those games either, but I hear they're on par with level RPGs, Final Fantasy.
0: Or what's the other ones too? I and mean, there's two other like classic, like the E series, and then Fantasy uh, Star. Fantasy Star. That, uh,
1: that's a Sega. Yes, yes, yes. There are. I, ne- I didn't. I never owned Sega, so I've never gotten like Genesis or Saturn or anything yeah. like that because. I'm sure there's so many games I'm missing out on that because I wasn't able to. I love
0: the Saturn because there's just so many good, like, arcade ports, like shooters and just action platformers. Oh, my God. I have so many shooters on the Sega Saturn. I love it. I I, I love, like, just classic, like, spaceship, like, you know, bullet hell shooters. Yeah. Oh, man. I I feel like I devote so much time to those. Yeah,
1: those ones are so, so good.
0: Yeah, like, they just, especially because, like, during that time, and, like, that early polygonal kind of uh, regard in the mid-90s, they just, I feel like the Sega Saturn was just a perfect arcade platform for that. But that's what Sega's known for. You and I both know their downfall was they made too much hardware and very little software, and they just went bankrupt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Yeah, you know. But, I mean, they still obviously publish and whatnot. I mean, I know you were talking about, like, Sonic Frontiers. I haven't played it yet fantastic Uh, it was definitely I had very low expectations for it and I uh, I loved it I actually jam out to the music um, on Spotify they're fucking it's it's so weird because in the open
1: world game it's very like calm zen music while you're moving around and then they have fucking music that like hold on like this shit they have uh, are you (laughs) familiar with the band uh, Sleeping the Sirens yeah I've seen them yeah Uh, they have the singer do a song And Sonic
0: Frontiers. (laughs) Okay.
1: Like, oh, so let me let me play here. Let me find. Yeah. So here's the OST. Here's one. uh, Arriving at Starfall Island. See what this one is. So just kind of very relaxed
2: music. Yeah. You know, that's arriving there. Uh,
1: This, I'm here. What is this one? Oh yeah, this right here. Very very nice and relaxed music. Yeah, you're like wow. This is this is great. I I could I could like see myself just relaxing to this music, right?
0: I still feel and like. then you have yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I still feel like uh, what is it? Probably like Chemical Plant Zone on Sonic Two. That's probably oh man, that's my mm-hmm. jam right there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. And then and then you have music in this game that goes like this. Uh, where is it? I gotta find just absolutely insane. Not resolution of Sage. Uh
0: I feel like Sega Sega as far as like in terms of like music, I feel like, I but it just it all depends on like what you wanna play. I feel like Super Nintendo had probably better platformers and RPGs, but Sega had a lot better shooters, you know? So yeah. But the the OST to Frontiers, I can't find the exact song oh,
1: right yeah, now. Bit, yeah. Um but they have such wide range of music like this one here. Uh-huh. This one sounds like I'm at a Skrillex concert watch. Yeah. Like this is Sega that approved this. And then here. Right here.
0: Yeah, it's very much so Skrillex, yeah
1: the Sega game. <laughs> like the the team at Sega said, we need to make a Sonic game. We need music for it, and somebody's like, you know, what sounds great? Dubstep. And somebody was like, I approve that. That's like, funny. That just blows my mind yeah. that they would do that. That's I can't funny. find the other song I'm referring to, but it's like a really heavy uh, rock. um yeah. To it, it's not that. Uh, it's just I I, I want to convey the contrast of all the music.
0: That was in this game uh, for Oh, this is it right here Right here Like, <laughs> like
1: that, that is also, that's the same game Does that <laughs> sound like the same game to you? No
0: <laughs> That's, that's what cracks me up Oh man, well I'm not trying to cut anything short But I mean, I, I gotta get up at like 4 o'clock For uh, no. the Navy, bro
1: yeah, I totally get it. I also have to get up early, so uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, I really thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks to everybody that is listening
0: to yeah, yeah. this episode. Yeah, I'll send you a link, bro. I was gonna say, well, uh, you know, we'll definitely catch up and talk, uh, you know, another topic in regards to whether it be video games, music, movies, or toys or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, bro. Well, thanks for doing this for me. Thank you. All
1: right, yeah, thank you. Right, everybody bro. Have a good night, and I'll see you later.
0: You too. It was good reaching out to you, man. Been a long time.
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: pleasure. All right, bro. Have a good night. All right, good night. Night. Marshall Media Montage, uh, episode 40. Uh, Thank you for the love and support, and have a good night, everybody. Thank you.